Hello and welcome to the CyberSec Study audio podcast for the new 8-domain CISSP exam. This is Domain 1, Episode 6, entitled Security and Risk Management. You're listening to the free version of this episode, which does not include all of the content that's available in the full version of this episode, located on the website at www.cybersexstudy.com. So let's begin. We'll begin this episode with cybersecurity laws. Term number 64, Sarbanes-Oxley Act, or SOX. The reason SOX was created was to address the ethical and economic problems behind such scandals as Enron, WorldCom, and Tyco. It applies to all U.S. publicly traded corporations, management, and public accounting firms. At Enron, the chief executives, including the CEO and CFO, conspired or colluded to use accounting loopholes and data diddling to hide billions of dollars of debt from failed deals and projects. It actually led to the disillusion of the firm Arthur Anderson, a former Big Five audit and accounting firm. Now there are only four. The goal of SOX is to govern the accounting practices and the methods used by companies to report their financial status. Section 404 is really the only part of the law that directly applies to information technology. It provides requirements for how companies must use information technology to track, manage, and report on financial information. It basically states that publicly traded corporations must ensure the confidentiality and especially the integrity of their quarterly and annual financial reports. Term number 65, HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. The reason why HIPAA was enacted was to present standards and procedures for the protection of a person's medical information and health care data. The goal of Title II of HIPAA is to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of the nation's health care system by encouraging the widespread use of electronic data. Now, if we begin digitizing all of this very sensitive information, we must take great precautions to protect it. Term number 66, Graham-Leach-Bliley Act, GLBA. GLBA is also referred to as the Financial Services Modernization Act of 1999. GLBA allows commercial banks, investment banks, security firms, and insurance companies to consolidate. The goal of GLBA is to govern the collection, disclosure, and protection of consumers' non-public personal information or personally identifiable information. Financial institutions must develop a written information security plan that describes 
how the company plans to protect this sensitive information. Term number 67, the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. The reason this law was passed was to reduce hacking, cracking, and attacking of computer systems and to address federal computer-related offenses. The goal of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act is to serve as the primary U.S. federal anti-hacking statute. It governs cases where the crime takes place across two or more states. Term number 68, the Federal Privacy Act of 1974. The Privacy Act was enacted to govern the collection, maintenance, use, and dissemination of personally identifiable information about individuals that it maintains in systems of record by federal agencies. The goal is to require that agencies give the public notice of their systems of record by publication in the Federal Register. And I wonder if the NSA followed through with this step. The Privacy Act prohibits the disclosure of information without the written consent of the individual unless there is a statutory exception which I'd imagine is what NSA has, a statutory exception. The act also allows individuals to seek to amend their records. Term number 69, Basel II. The goal of Basel II is to create an international standard that banking regulators can use when creating regulations about how much capital banks need to put aside to guard against the types of financial and operational risks that banks typically face. Term number 70, Payment Card Industry Data Security Standard, PCI DSS. The reason PCI DSS was developed was to create an additional level of protection for card issuers by ensuring that Merchants meet minimum levels of security when they store, process, and transmit cardholder data. The goal of PCI DSS is to help organizations that process card payments prevent credit card fraud through increased controls around data and its exposure to compromise. PCI DSS specifies 12 requirements which are categorized into six groups called control objectives. And PCI DSS is probably my favorite regulation of them all. For one, it's a regulation in which an industry took it upon themselves to regulate themselves before the federal government imposed the regulation upon them. I also like the fact that there are only 12 requirements that are grouped into six control objectives, whereas NIST has an ungodly amount of control families and security controls. With PCI DSS, the focus is on the data, protecting the data, identifying the data where it's stored, transmitted, and processed, and protecting or auditing access to that information. Term number 71, 
the Computer Security Act of 1987. The reason the Computer Security Act of 1987 was enacted was to improve the security and privacy of sensitive information in federal computer systems. The goal of the Computer Security Act of 1987 is to require the creation of computer security plans and the appropriate training of system users and owners where the system contains sensitive information. Term number 72, the Economic Espionage Act of 1996. The Economic Espionage Act makes the theft or misappropriation of a trade secret a federal crime. And a trade secret is, of course, a form of intellectual property. This is actually the law that the government used in pursuing Edward Snowden. Term number 73, European Electronic Communications Service, or ECS. This is a European regulation which defines a standard process that requires ECS providers to provide notice of data breaches to the national authority no later than 24 hours after detection. And this is a law that the U.S. government doesn't have, but really needs. That concludes the free version of this episode. To purchase the full version of this episode and all of the other episodes for all eight domains, which contain more additional content for just $1 an episode, go to the website at www.cybersexstudy.com. You can purchase a USB drive with all of the full audio versions or download them instantly. You can also sign up for a two-week online or on-site boot camp for just $500. With my guarantee that you'll pass the exam the first time or I'll give you a full refund.